Well, it wasn't the outcome Dub Nation wanted. The Golden State Warriors are down 0-1 to the Sacramento Kings in the opening round of the NBA playoffs. I have Hall of Famer Rick Barry with me to break it all down next. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Uh, we're free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com. Use the promo code Locked On. You can follow NBA Hall of Famer, one of the NBA's top 50 players, Rick Barry, the Warriors legend, 1975 NBA Finals MVP on all social media platforms at Rick24Barry. You can follow me, Cyrus Sotsas, on Twitter at DogSurfRoadShow. Rick, that obviously was not the finish anyone who loves the Warriors wanted, but it's only one game. Uh, I've been saying from the start, you got to respect this Kings team. They're, they're not schlubs, um, you know, and so the Warriors are down 0-1. Your reaction, sir, to game one of the series, and great to see you. Well, disappointed because, I mean, obviously they had a shot at it. They really did. Uh, we were talking before we came on the air that I do think a crucial, a crucial uh, part of the game was when the Warriors, who have a propensity to foul way too much in games, were at one. or not. I mean, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, foul, 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 mm-hmm. foul, foul, foul. And then they're in the bonus. And and so and, and then free throws were a big factor. I mean, I you know me. I mean, I, I can't get upset with a guy that goes 14 for 14 from the freaking free throw line. I mean, Monk was awesome. Uh, and, you know, Fox missed a couple of them, too, but he took a lot of free throws, but he still made a significant percentage. Um, but that, I think, was a big part uh, a big part of the game. That And, and again, <laughs> I said before, I said, that, well, the, you know, this team here, the team that plays the best defense is going to wind up winning this game. But it really wasn't. It was the team that played the best offense that won this game. There wasn't a whole lot of, of great defense because you have two great offensive teams playing. Right. I mean, 120 points a game. I mean, it's the most for, you know, decades that any team has ever scored during the regular season for the Kings. So, you know, kudos to them for that. And Mike Brown, especially Mike Brown, who was the guy that's supposedly be the defensive coach. You right. know? So, And they were a tough defensive team. But, hey, you know what? This is the thing, folks, to his credit. Mike Brown saw what he had. Yeah. So he didn't try to make him into a defensive specialist team. You know, I mean, come on. That's that's a philosophy that a lot of coaches had. Hey, let's just go out there. We'll, you know, we'll play decent enough defense and we'll outscore them. And this is what they did because that's what this game was all about. 71 points they scored in the second half. Oh, the Kings? Yeah. And, and De'Aaron Fox was lighting it up, uh, especially in that fourth quarter. He scored 15 points. You, you know, I, watching this game, and let me know if you agree or disagree with uh, this assessment. You know, watching this game and, and in terms of the head coaches, I'm watching Mike Brown, and I feel like Mike Brown just keep think, keeps things simple, and he goes with what obviously works. And what I mean by that is Trey Lyles, a, a bench player, uh, who we haven't heard about a lot this season, but for some reason when the Warriors and Kings play, Trey, Trey Lyles lights it up. So, of course, we saw a, a lot of them tonight. He played 17 minutes. Malik Monk. Uh, again, had a fantastic night tonight. Shot Off eight of bench. 13. 
off, off the, the bench. bench. Correct. Um, but then, and, you know, so, but the point is, and then you look at the Warriors though, and Andrew Wiggins, who we haven't seen in months, not since we haven't seen Wiggins since before the all-star game. And he's closing the game tonight. He's playing 28 minutes, taking the final shot or the second, whatever, one of the last shot. I just, I don't know. I it just, for some reason, I feel like, like Kerr is just, just not there this year in terms of playing the right people. I feel like Gary Payne, the second, it should have been obvious that Gary Payne the second should have been out there for a lot of those crucial minutes because he was the only one who had any shot at defending De'Aaron Fox. And then the one thing that killed me the most and one of the biggest, uh, at least statistically, one of the biggest uh, differences between these two teams is offensive rebounds. I mean, the Warriors are routinely smaller, um, but tonight it was pronounced. And the offensive boards is where they got killed. I don't know how many times I was watching the Kings put up a shot after the Warriors were just busting their ass playing defense. They get the stop. It's a missed basket. Whoop, there's an offensive rebound. There's another chance for the Kings. The Kings won that battle 17 to 9 in terms of offensive rebounds. And a lot of it was because Alex Len played almost 13 minutes, who's who's damn near seven feet. While the Warriors routinely were going with lineups that had Dante DiVincenzo at 6'4, Gary Payton the 6'3, uh Jonathan Kaminga, who, who actually played well in his 10 minutes. He only played 10 minutes though, and he's 6'8. We didn't see Jermichael Green at all. Um, I don't know. The offensive boards just really frustrated me because it, it, it to me it symbolized a smaller Warriors team out there when you have some players you could you could throw out there to give you size and make things easier. Uh, your thoughts on my rant, sir? <laughs> uh, excellent rant. I Thank mean, you. you made very valid points. I mean, no question. It'd be very difficult for anybody to challenge you on your uh, evaluation of what, what transpired. Um, you know, certainly, you know, merit to it. But Thank you. I, I, always like to, I always like to look at the glass being half, you know, half full. Okay. Okay rather than half empty. And I am the eternal optimist. Love that about you. If you're looking for the silver lining in the dark cloud after a loss. It's a pretty simple one. Mitchell Wiggins was way better than I anticipated he was going to be. And I was praying, go, please go in. You know, it would have been such a huge shot for the Warriors. And he got a great look at it. He did. Uh, but, but overall, I thought he did a lot of great things out there. I was really surprised that he played Same. as well as he played. And, and I just, I, my heart broke, you know, I said, oh, go in, please go in. But but here's the thing about the Warriors. Again, the, the wonderful way that they come back, they don't panic, they pass and move. They got a wide open look for him. They got something to get a ball in. And Steph had, a re for him, a reasonable look at the basket oh. at the end. Yes. Uh, I mean, just so many things in this game that were just, uh, just awesome. So, but I can't give away everything because I got to do a show after this and everything. So I'm doing yeah. this. I'm doing this as a favor to you, and I'm giving you all my good stuff. <laughs> well, the, well, just to let people know, we're, we're doing two shows tonight. We'll be done with this in about 15 minutes. And if you're watching this on YouTube, and if you're watching the live version, you have to be. Uh, at the bottom, it says download the Miked Up app. What that is is an application, super easy, easy to download. It's called Miked Up M I C apostrophe D for those listening on the podcast later. And Rick and I do the Rick Berry show live on that app. So the moment we're done here. We're gonna uh, move over there. I love your optimism, by the way. Uh, you 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 called Andrew by his dad's name. I don't know if you uh, I said, know. I, I, didn't I say Mitchell? Yeah, yeah. it's, so, it's so, okay. totally understandable. Hey, hey, what are you gonna do? I'm an old, I'm an old man, and I know his dad. So it's okay. That's probably like it somebody calling calling one of my boys. They might have called my boys, you know, Rick or something, instead of calling them by their name. What the hell? Absolutely. And, I, and I'm with you, by the way. You uh, Andrew Wiggins, I didn't even realize that I had said that. Yeah, I, and I, it's, I do that too. Everybody does it. Uh, but Wiggins well, that's tonight, why it's 20 better minutes just to say Wiggins. You don't have to marry about it then. 
But I'd say, well, you did have a good night. At least, I didn't call, at least I didn't call Clay Thompson, you know, his father's name. Oh, Michael Thompson. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's, they'll be a little more, they'll be more egregious. But no, you're right, though. I mean, in terms of your optimism, uh, Wiggins played 28 minutes tonight. Again, this is someone that hasn't played in months. I mean, at least two months, uh, if not closer to three, uh, finished the game seven of 16. You're right, though. They didn't need a three when he put up that shot. They were only down by one. It was a great look. Um, but he missed it and he went one for eight from three tonight. That's a number that will improve. I think once he gets more repetition, uh, played 28 minutes total. Um, what are your thoughts on Jonathan Kaminga? This is a player that I know he's really young. I get it. He's a kid. He's not going to be old enough to buy alcohol until October. Um, but he's been playing some damn good basketball, Rick. I love what I'm seeing. You and I have been watching this kid from the moment the Warriors drafted him. Um, and 10 minutes, I, 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 I know he's young and I know Kerr. Well, here's the yeah, thing. Yeah, your thoughts. Late, late in the game, they need at point. You know, they had to get something. They had to be able to have something with three point shots. And as I've said all along with him, if he gets to be a good, a, you know, a, a really consistent three point shooter, then you know the world is his oyster. I mean, there's to be no question because he's so athletic and do so many things. He sees the floor. He's not a selfish player. Plays hard. Uh, yeah. So that that's that's kind of where it is. He's he's just not a great three point shooter yet. He's had some moments. Uh, but if I were him, he'd be out. Should be out there shooting thousands of shots afterwards, and um, you know, getting a Steph Curry. How do you shoot three point shot, Buck, or it's Clay Thompson's? But he's, <laughs> he's going to come around. But I, I really do like him a lot, and you know, but I can Me understand. Too. I mean, it's a difficult decision to have to make. Um, you know, and then you know, and of course Wiggins comes out, but Wiggins knocks one down right away. I'm going, oh my god, this is unbelievable. Incredible. And, uh, and did a lot of good things defensively out there. Uh, but yeah. I do agree. If you had to pick an area of the game out, that would be a big, big difference. It would be the two things. All of those fouls occurring back to back to back to back to put those guys in the in the penalty, in the and then they, and they attacked the basket and got all kinds of opportunities to get free throws. And you know, Monk came through with it. But boy, man, you want to talk about two guys is so quick, and you know, and Fox is like stupid quick. And Monk is really good and relentless and getting to the basket and finding ways to get shots up and draw fouls. I, I love that kind of basketball. I mean, they're a fun team to watch in that they regard. Are. Really, they really are. Although they're not as much fun as the Warriors because they don't have the Warriors pass there, move, do that, cut. That's not there. It's a whole lot of Malik doing his own and it's a whole lot of Fox doing his thing. And let's not discount Sabonis. What, I mean, Sabonis is a handful. Well, fast side, but that guy, he is. He's, he's quick. He's smart. He's got a nose for the ball. He gets the offensive boards. He brings it up the floor a lot of times. He's great holding on to it, making the passes for cutters. He's, he's a nice compliment to those guys. He really, he really truly is. And then they can shoot the three. Hey, and if you really want to look at it, the Warriors were fortunate and were in the game mainly because the Kings didn't shoot threes like they normally did. It took them forever. That's true. So even knock down a three. And if they had been shooting like they normally shot, I mean, the Warriors might never even have been in the ball game. So yeah. now it comes down to this. You still have to find a way to win one game on the road. This was one that got away from them. They had a chance. Okay. This was a chance. But I do think, I don't think the officials helped them at all with all those crazy calls down there. I was glad to see Oban turn the one when, uh, when Wiggins got his hand on the ball and kept it alive. But unfortunately, you know, I mean, they still kept the ball. Sacramento kept the ball. But, uh, yeah, I, it was uh, it was fun. It was fun to watch that game. Uh, if you're a basketball fan, I don't know how you couldn't have been entertained by watching that. Exactly. So, 
Yeah, well, I'll get into this on my show when I start. Yeah, yeah. And we so we had a little more time here still. Uh, and I want to add about Kaminga. Um, he actually shot 37% from three this year. Shot, well, no, um, I'm saying a, cons a bit more consistent. He got better in doing it. And, and the thing is, he's not afraid to shoot. And he has to no. keep shooting it because 37 is a very good percentage. Agree, and that's why, and, and that's why I, I, I really wish. Is why, yeah, but this is why. If I hit, you want to tell him, hey, go out and shoot the ball because the only way you're going to get confidence in yourself, go out there and shoot it and make them. Exactly. I mean, and that's what happened with Poole. And Poole's shot selection was way worse. At least Kaminga doesn't take a lot of bad three point shots. <laughs> right? You're right, and I, I don't know if you've yeah, ever Poole. seen, the, I don't know if yeah, you've yeah. ever seen the movie uh, Hoosiers, Rick. I, I feel oh, yeah, like Kaminga's shooting form replicates Jimmy Chitwood. He was the protagonist uh, in the film. I just wish we saw more Kaminga, more than 10 minutes. We're, we're going to have more when we come back. i got to give some love to uh, one of our two sponsors from today's show, and that is Prize Picks. And i got a couple chat uh, questions I noticed that I want to get to as well, uh, Rick, that uh, I think were great questions for us to address. Uh, but first, real quick, Prize Picks. Rick, I think Prize Picks is something even you would enjoy. Um, first of all, it's legal in California. So while we can't play with FanDuel and all the other fun gambling uh, apps and websites here yet, we can play on prize picks. And whether it's the app, whether it's the website, Rick, the entire premise of prize picks is betting on individual players and over under. So, for example, Stephen Curry tonight, his over under was 29 and a half. So you go to the prize picks app and you decide, is he going to score over 29 and a half or under 29 and a half? You got to make a minimum of two picks. And that's it. And you could win a lot of money. Uh, so if Rick, if this was around when you were playing, I'd probably bet the over on all your stats every night. You would have been making me a ton, ton of money. Um, and everyone else can do it as well. Just download the Price Picks app. Go to PricePicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. If you deposit $100, they give you $100. The premise is that simple. Don't forget to enter the promo code Locked On and sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your hey, first wait a second. How come yeah. after the matter that they don't come back with your host, Cyrus Satchis? I mean, come on. Seriously, what is that? Where's the promotion for you, man? This is your show. Come on, well, folks, Rick, you are far more important than I am. You know, if, if you want to follow Rick Barry, follow Rick Barry on all social media platforms at Rick24Barry. Uh, I have a, first of all, um, I have a question for you here. There were a couple calls to, in this game tonight that went against Stephen Curry. One was a, a carry. I, I can't remember the last time I've seen a carry call in the postseason. And, well, and it, it was. It was. It didn't matter. It was. Was it, was it that? Well, let me ask you, but in the playoff, was it a would you matter? Make that call? It doesn't matter if it's in the playoffs or in preseason. All right. All right. Well, do you, do you understand the premise of superstar treatment? And would you agree that Stephen Curry does no, not that's get it? Bullshit. And if it existed, the guy should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Wilker Blaze uh, wrote this in the chat. Uh, Golden State lost this game for the following reasons. Rick, how would you answer that? Well, they, they following reasons, uh, they lost this game for the following reasons because they didn't control their defensive boards, probably number one. Uh, and they also didn't do a very good job defensively because they gave up 60, uh, 61 points in the second half. Uh, I mean, no, yeah, 60, yeah, 61 points, I think it was in the second half. And you can't do that. I mean, you, especially on the road. And this is the problem that they had all season long. Now, 
against this team, I can certainly understand it because this is the best team offensively for decades in the NBA. And so, and the way that they play and they really are relentless and they attack and they attack and they got quickness and they, they, these guys can get into the, into the gut of the defense, which breaks it down. Then it creates open shots thrown out to, like you said, to styles and dials or whatever the hell his name is. You know, he knocks him down and he got a couple of wide open threes that he knocked out that were yeah. big points as it turns out in this basketball game. And so my whole thing about this is, is that I don't understand the philosophy sometimes of coaches that to me, if a guy comes in the game, you know, he is there and his one thing. And the one thing he does is shoot threes. Mm -hmm. right? Why do you ever leave him? I, you're right. No, I mean, I, seriously, I'm serious because if somebody's penetrating and no help is there, let him go in and do this thing and score. I would rather have him still have to score because somebody's going to be around. Hopefully Looney's coming over to maybe he's not a shot blocker, but at least he's going to be there or somebody will be there. Instead of going and trying to have this guy drop in, he never really stops the guy from doing what he's supposed to do. And he just yeah. throws it out to a wide open guy with his feet set, getting to do what he said, what he spent his whole life learning how to do, which is to shoot a three point shot. I don't understand it. I, I just really don't. I, I agree, man. I, I've been criticizing the Warriors defense for a while and the perimeter defense for some reason has routinely done this. Just leave wide open shooters. And what do you expect is going to happen when you just leave them wide open? It's it's absolutely insane. Uh, you know, Ken Mamba in the chat writes, and, and I noticed this as well, and I'd love to get your uh, reaction to this, Rick, uh, that Kerr, that Steve Kerr, uh, again, he messed, he's been messing with these rotations all year that, that I've been having uh, issue with. And in tonight's game, I, I noticed this as well. The Warriors were leading by, I think it was 10. Uh, Curry was lighting it up. Um, and then Kerr takes him out. Now, look, you, you got to obviously take him out if, if because of because of uh, minute restrictions. You don't, you don't want to kill your player out there. Um, but do you think Kerr is going a little too far uh, in this regard? Like, like if if the Warriors have that kind of momentum, should he just leave Curry in there? Um, and, and Ken Mamba also followed that up by asking, how would you handle Steph's minutes if you were coaching the dub, Rick? Your thoughts? Yeah, well, I mean, it's so easy to sit around and second guess people. Like you say, they know they got a feel for their players and stuff, but personally, when I, my co the coaching I've done, there is no way in the world that I'm taking out a guy that's knocking down shots. I, I, I'm yeah. not taking him out. I mean, it's the old, it's just the old adage, milk the guy that's hot. Okay. And the, actually, if you remember, there was another substitution that I questioned when I was watching. Yes. You know, well, I think it was pool that just got done hitting a couple shots. And next thing I know, he's going to the bench. Yeah. And you see, I, Again, the Warriors are smarter, but look at what they've done in the past. Look what they did for for Clay when Clay was going for that incredible, insane quarter that he had. And how many times have you watched it before where they've let that happen and they did it for Steph or they did it for Clay a number of times? And you go and you go to that guy until they find a way to stop or he cools off. Yeah. You know, I, I just, I, I, I would, I have to agree with the person's assessment in there. I'm just saying if I were the coach, I would not have taken Steph out at that time. I agree. This it, it, tonight was just—I felt like it was a very frustrating game for a lot of reasons. I mean, it, you look at the Kings' uh, the scoring. I actually have this documented. Uh, this is how they scored all their points in the fourth quarter: Darren Fox three, Malik Monk three, Monk two free throws, Fox field goal, Fox field goal, Monk field goal. Harrison Barnes who played a solid game. I thought tonight. Hit a big uh, three. Hit a big yeah, yeah, three. yeah. It was De'Aaron Fox three pointer. Monk free throws, De'Aaron Fox three-pointer, Monk free throws, uh, Fox is Sabonis for a basket, Harrison Barnes, that big three you mentioned, and then free throws the rest of the way. They just lit it up. It was a hard uh, quarter, I think, for any team to really slow down. It was actually impressive. I thought the Warriors stayed in it as long as they did. 
Um, well, yeah, and, I, and again, I love your optimism. Quarter, Cyrus, having a quarter like that, the way that you just printed it off, it was an incredible quarter for them. But you said the Warriors hung because the Warriors are a terrific offensive team as yeah. well. That's why I'm saying I thought that it would be the team that played the best defense. Yep. You know, for yep. a, a stretch that was going to get it done. And as it turned out, as it turned out, it was a great stretch of offense when the, they were down by that many for the Kings to keep coming at them and coming at them. They're relentless. I mean, seriously. I, they I are agree. absolutely relentless. They are like a junkyard dog. They're coming and they're coming and they're coming. And that's the way I think that's the way you want to do it. I mean, Mike Brown lets his players play to their strengths. Yes. He's put in an offense that caters to their skills and abilities. And he lives with that. Now, do you think he would like to happen? Eventually, maybe they will get to that point where they'll play more like the like the Warriors do it all. But boy, the Warriors, the only guy that's you could say could be close to well, they got two the Warriors do have two guys that could do almost that. Maybe not quite as quick, but Poole and Kaminga can attack the basket as well. Yep. And, and I love it when they're doing that. And so, you know, yeah, you know, I, I want to see what happens. I'd love, I'd say I hadn't seen Kings much at all. Okay. I really hadn't. Why do you know, why? Why the hell do I want to watch them? I'm not doing a broadcasting job for the whole whole year, you know, league and stuff. I mean, I watch and see stuff. I, you know, I say, wow, they're doing nice, nice players. I saw them. I saw I saw those guys when they were at Kentucky, and I was actually there at a game in Kentucky. So love it. Uh, By the way, said, Rick, on a, on a side note, speaking of you uh, uh, doing media work, I saw this YouTube clip. Uh, I think yesterday that I never that I've never seen before, and it, and it was near the top of the search, and I forgot why I put your name in there, but. Uh, it was you interviewing the Celtics. I think this was 1981 or 82 after they won their first championship of the Bird era. And you're in the locker room as they're all cracking champagne and you're just grabbing each player and inter- interviewing them uh, on, on TV. It was awesome. I just, it was impressive what you were doing at how quickly you switched from NBA Hall of Fame player to media member. I mean, and you were doing a phenomenal job. Yep. Well, but here's the thing is I actually did it during my career. I studied it in college. I mean, I could have had a major in it, but they wouldn't let you have a minor even in the business school. So interesting. I really prepared myself because that's what I wanted to do. My, I'm one of those lucky people in life. My goal was to become a professional basketball player. I wanted to be an athlete, maybe baseball, but then I switched to basketball. And then to go into broadcasting and be able to do that. And I was able to do that, but I prepared myself for it. That's why, you know, it worked reasonably well. I've learned a lot of things about it. That's why it's painful for me to sometimes watch and have to listen to some of the people who are on the air right now. And I'm not <laughs> going to mention any particular names, but it is no, very painful. I get it. I get no, it's, it. It's, it's absolutely painful because I say, I'm just thinking to myself, what are they watching the same game that I'm watching? Um, I mean, oh my gosh. I mean, anyway. I, I would, you know what I would love to be able to do, to be able to do an NBA game and sit there. And I try to think who I'd want to have maybe like the, like the Paytons do for football. Oh, yeah. I, I, just, I, I love that. I mean, I, man, but to be, I have an NBA game and to be able to sit there and be able to do that. Rick, we should be doing that on the mic love app. That. I'm, I'm, I'm actually talking to somebody to do it, see if people want to do it, you know, not pay very much and everything and hook on to a stream feed or something. But I don't think the league would ever let me do that because they, yeah. wouldn't, be happy. they wouldn't be happy with all the stuff that I would be saying because I'd be telling the truth that I got in trouble years ago for telling the truth when they everybody wanted. I'm, you know, I'm not a shill. Seriously, no. anyway, we'll get more into this in my show. Come on. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna bounce to that in just a minute. We're wrapping things up here. I got to give some love to another sponsor, and that's Built Bar. Uh, Rick, I sent you those ones. Did you ever ever find them, the, the delicious protein bars? Uh, I'm trying to think. It's I been a while now. I remember. I know I did. I did get them. And, you know, I'm going to try my wife trying. But, I, you know, anyway, just go on about what you got to say. Yeah, fair right? enough. So I saw, yeah, if you ever uh, have any feedback that's positive, uh, definitely share it uh, if I do th- we do this again. 
Um, but built bars, look, they're yummy. Uh, I've been wanting to lose weight and I'm being successful at it. A large part of that, besides walking my dog four miles every day um, and going surfing sometimes, is built bars because they're packed with protein. On average, a built bar has 17 grams of protein, yet simultaneously only 130 calories, which is hardly anything, and only four grams of sugar on average per bar. And sugar, folks, that is the toxin. That's what makes you fat. It's a carcinogen. It's just not good for your body. And, and, and Built Bars have a minimal amount, just four grams on average, despite having flavors like dark chocolate, uh, peanut butter, cookies and cream, churro, peanut butter, brownie. And yet, despite that, just four grams of sugar. And they're available at Walgreens, at Walmart. I'm sorry. They're available at Sam's Club. And of course, go to Built.com. Daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever uh, you find podcasts. See that scrolling thing down there? Download the Mic'd Up app. Rick Barry and I are going there right now. We're going to continue uh, covering the Warriors, only this time it's going to be the Rick Barry Show. And the only way to catch it live is by downloading the Mic'd Up app. MIC apostrophe D up. Uh, and it's really a fun app. I, I feel like, again, Rick, I think you're you're a part owner or investor, whatever it is. This could end up being a cash cow for you. I hope it works out that way. Uh, I want to uh, uh, play some sound real fast before we go. This is Steve Kerr uh, talking about uh, Jonathan Kaminga's first game in nearly three months and what his reaction was to that. Here's Steve Kerr. Steve, how would you assess how Andrew looked in his first game back? Wiggs was great. Um, so so awesome to have him back. You know we're uh, we're whole um, with him out there. You know our team makes sense with Wiggs back. Um, <clears throat> I thought he he looked really good. I thought he, he um, you know first half he was amazing. Second half he maybe wore down a little bit, which is to be expected. Um, you know given that he hasn't played in a game in you know over two months. Um, but he was he was fantastic. It was wonderful to to have him back. He was fantastic, except for the one for eight shooting from three. But again, that should probably improve. Jordan Poole, who uh, uh, Rick, you mentioned, uh, had a good game. He only played 21 minutes, was four for 10 from the field, two for five from deep. But he missed his last three uh, three-point attempts. He started uh, thinking he was Stephen Curry again, finished with 17 points. The thing I will plead to Steve Kerr is play Kaminga more. Nine minutes and change is not enough. I think Gary Payne the second can use five more minutes. He played 20 tonight. He's one of the only pl- uh, individuals who is effective, at least somewhat, uh, at least tonight, defending De'Aaron Fox. And Draymond Green alluded to that as well. There's no sound yet, but I just read a quote where he mentioned that they have to strategize and figure out how to slow down uh, De'Aaron Fox because he's the way he plays, it's, he's just going downhill. And and, and he alluded to that being oh, difficult. please to stop. don't say that. Don't say that, please. You don't like that that allegory? I, I don't know who, who started that, but everybody <laughs> in the world picks up on doing it. I've never played on a basketball court that was going downhill. I mean, it's such a slang expression, going downhill. What the hell does going downhill have to do with basketball? I, mean, I love it. I mean, you know, I mean, if we're doing the Tour de France, maybe, okay? Hello. You're right. Download the Mic'd Up app. Rick and I are going there right now. Rick, thank you so much for taking some time out. Folks, I want you to remember this. The last time the Warriors were in the playoffs, it was the NBA Finals. They lost game one, all right? It's not the end of the world. I predicted Warriors in six for this reason. The Kings are good. Anyone who said the Warriors are going to sweep or even win in five, I'm not buying that. I I predicted Warriors in six. 
I'm feeling great about game two. I think the Warriors will take care of business. Rick, any predictions before we go? No, and I always tell people, if I knew what predictions were, I'd be, you know, I'd be betting and making money. I'd be a, a trillionaire. I would never bet a nickel on an NBA basketball game, okay? But have fun <laughs> doing it. That's what I like. That's what I like when you promoted before, doing the thing. Who's going to get over, under on points? Yeah, that's great. But as far as who's going to win the game and what's going to happen, that's insane. Absolutely. Absolutely. Download the Mic'd Up app. Rick and I are going there right now. Rick, thank you so much. Thank you to everyone. Uh, we'll be back at it on Monday. Post game, game two with Kylan Mills.